Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. This is Coach Kelly, and today we are going to dive into self-limiting beliefs, rules we make up about, you know, things that we want to create or things about us because of self-limiting beliefs that stop us from moving forward with what we want in our life. So you can be thinking about this from a business aspect. You can think about it from a personal aspect, whatever you want. We've talked a lot on the podcast about we being in charge of our experiences that we're having in our life. And it's so true. And we're going to continue to take that farther as we continue to move on. So today's topic is it can be a little tricky and I can probably do an entire series on this. And I actually will be. There's a program coming that I'm excited to tell you about. Uh, it's just a little bit down the road and we're going to dive in. We're, we're, we're really going to dive into, into a deep level. Um, currently lift the leadership impact forum training is open and we definitely bust through self limiting beliefs there as well. So lots of availability for you to get, the results you want in your life and move through those. So just putting that out there. Uh, But I want to make sure you guys know that if you have any questions at all on this, please feel free to reach out to me because again, it can be a little tricky. It it can. Self-limiting beliefs are powerful. So you can get in touch with me by going to my website, kellyjmobeck.com connect, ask your questions, and we will be sure to help you out. So what in the world are self-limiting beliefs? We've talked about them before. So I'm going to really, it's been a while since we've talked about them. So I thought this is a good time to bring them back in, especially uh, given some of the episodes we've had lately. It just goes hand in hand. Self-limiting beliefs are perceptions and assumptions that we have about ourselves and about the way the world works. And these assumptions are self-limiting because they're holding us back from achieving what we are capable of in some way. From a very early age in childhood, somewhere between three and seven, we begin to form beliefs about the world and our place in it. Our brains are really great at spotting patterns and making associations. So we constantly process the stream of information about the world around us and use it to form our beliefs. And why we form our beliefs, whether they are limiting or enhancing, is to help us understand the world and be safe. When we're young, these beliefs are usually based on our experiences and shaped 
helped shaped by our parents or other dominant figures in our lives. It's not like they set out to like give you self-limiting beliefs. So I just really want to make sure that I'm very clear about that because there's no manuals in bringing up children. Okay. No manuals, but these, and, and these begin to form when we're, when we're children and usually around our parents or dominant figures in our life. So we begin to make up rules in our life. Like as a kid, if I hit somebody at the playground, I am going to get in trouble. So hitting people must be bad. And if I say please and thank you, I, I get rewarded for that. So being polite must be good. So you see the rules that we start to create, like I am going to be polite because then I'm a good person, right? I don't hit people because, you know, I'm a good person. We start to make up rules about whatever belief that came true for us. I've shared this before and I want to share it again because it's super powerful. As a belief that I had as a child and until I was in my early 30s was that it was literally not okay to ask people questions about things. And what I was told is don't be nosy with people. If they wanted you to know something, they would tell you. So, you know, don't be nosy. I was actually told that several times and I believed it 100%. I made up all sorts of rules from this, by the way, one being it's not okay to be curious. Now, I was never told that. I was never told don't be curious, but it was a rule that I made up from my strong belief, don't ask, don't be nosy. Now, I get the intent of not being nosy. At the time when I was a kid, I didn't quite understand it, you know, but as we grow, we get it. I get the intent of not being nosy. And I had a strong belief from that, that it was absolutely not okay to ask questions of people like ever, even though that's not what I was told. Sometimes it was even hard for me to ask questions in the classroom because of it. Again, never told not to ask questions in the class. It was just a rule that was formed from the belief that I had that questions are nosy. Now, can you imagine how I must have had to unpack that rule and create some new ones when I went back to school to become a coach? Holy moly. I really thought I was heading into the wrong profession. Oh, interesting. Another rule that was made up. You see, because you see as coaches and trainers, I, that is like number one, that's a, that's a way of being I have is to be curious and ask questions. So as we get older, we start to form more beliefs and are able to draw on a much wider range of sources, such as books and movies, TV advertisements, the behavior of our peers and so on and so on and so on. The core beliefs that we formed as young children can be really powerful. And even when we encounter new information or explanations, we often cling to the old belief that we had. And remember, the purpose of the belief is to keep us safe because our beliefs are right. We don't wake up in the morning looking for opportunities to be wrong. We just don't. We don't go, how many times am I going to be wrong today? Like, 
our beliefs, our worldview, that that's ours. It's what, and, and we're right. Okay. So we don't like being wrong. Nobody loves that. No one loves being wrong. Once we've formed a belief, we will continue to look for more evidence to support that belief and to discount any evidence that doesn't support our belief. At times when I would ask a question, depending on the response or reaction that was given to me, often gave me more evidence that it wasn't okay to ask. Now, by the way, the response or the reaction was just what it was. Because human beings make up things about them without getting clarity often, I made up that, see, I shouldn't have asked, when that may not have actually been true at all. But that's how clouding our beliefs can be. And our beliefs are really pretty resistant to change. How many of you say to yourself, I don't like change? I hear that a lot in my profession. However, I will tell you, change is one of the very things you can be certainly certain is going to happen. And that's a big reason people come and work with me because they actually want to change some things. They may resist it. That's okay. And as we dive into it, they become more open. We resist change because it's uncomfortable or perhaps we make up not going to be safe. This is why many of our beliefs are limiting patterns that we observed as children and that helped us to navigate kindergarten or the school playground may not serve us in the adult world. Okay. They may not serve us anymore. So whatever that was back then may not serve us today. Beliefs aren't facts. They may or may not be true or helpful, but they still dictate the way we behave in life. If we believe that we're not good enough, We won't put ourselves forward for promotions and seeing someone else get promoted ahead of us will then reinforce that same belief. Like we just won't put ourselves out there and then somebody else is going for it and they get it. And that just reinforces like, see, yeah, I wasn't good enough for that. And we actually didn't even go for it. So we just make so much stuff up around beliefs, so many rules. So beliefs that are self-limiting, they limit our horizons, they limit possibilities, and they hold us back from doing the things that we really, really want to do. So here's some examples of self-limiting beliefs in business. Now that we have an idea of where beliefs come from and how some of them can be limiting, we're going to jump into the adult world and look at the real impact of self-limiting beliefs when it comes to achieving your goals in business. And you can certainly, you know, this is also in relationships. So any of these examples may be business focused, but you can think of them in relationship focus as well. Uh, let's see, where do I want to go next? Oh, I know. Keep this in mind. Beliefs lead to actions or non-actions. So let's look at some self-limiting belief examples that can stop you from achieving your business success. And as we go through these, notice the rules, I'm always air quoting rules, that are made up. And remember, we run these like tapes on repeat in our head and our imposter loves them. Our imposter loves our self-limiting beliefs. So here's one. I don't have enough experience or qualifications. This is a really common limiting belief. 
We often believe that we have enough experience, education, et cetera, before we think we can move forward in our careers. And we hang on to that belief. And when we, if we hang on to that belief, like we have to have enough experience, enough education, fill in the enough blanks. If we do that, we're going to stay stuck and right where we are. We're not going to move forward going for a promotion or going for a new business, whatever that is. And then we're going to become stagnant. And then oftentimes that can just lead us down a path of losing our passion. There are particular situations in which this is actually true. Like you can't be a lawyer without a law degree, for example, really and truly. But there are also plenty of situations in which it's a limiting belief based more on a lack of confidence than an actual business truth. Okay. Really important to have that distinction in mind. All of us start out with no experience. Every one of us starts out with no experience at some point. So if you can't get your dream job, get a job that's going to move you closer to it. If you require new qualifications, find a way to get them. You are capable Okay. And plus you guys, it's so much fun to be a beginner. I'm just saying it's so much fun to learn something new. So remember you may have that big outcome or that big goal. There are stepping stones along the way to move you there. So don't limit yourself. Don't let, because I don't have this stop you from going and getting it in entrepreneurship. A lack of experience is literally rarely a problem except in the mind, honestly, except in the mind. A simple example most people are familiar with is that of Mark Zuckerberg. He had no experience of running social networks or of running anything before founding Facebook. And look where Facebook is now. And he had many failures and and successes along the way. But he just like his mindset was like, nope, going to keep going. Nope, going to keep going. And he stayed true and authentic to what he was looking to create. And you can look at many successful entrepreneurs and you'll find people whose main qualifications literally were confidence, determination, and a ton of grit and willingness to learn along the way. I'm not saying that there's not self-limiting beliefs at play. It's a willingness to keep going and to learn more about that. And it's a great example that having a strong mindset and, and keep working through those SLBs, that's short for self-loaning belief, is super important, super important. This is with anybody success. You don't just have to be an entrepreneur. Successful, fill in the blank, Okay. Here's another one. Someone else can probably do this better than me. Have you ever had a business idea only to give up on it because you thought someone else had probably done it or could do it better? This is another limiting belief. Sure, there's always going to be competition out there. And some of your competitors will have more resources or will do certain things better than you. And you can still find your own competitive edge. There may be a similar idea and you are unique. So you will do it differently and you will reach even more people. There's plenty of people in the world. Okay. I'm too old or too young is another one that is a very common self-limiting belief. And believe me, when I say this, this one can go either way, too old, too young. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm right in the middle. 
I'm not too old. I'm not too young. I'm right in the middle and I've already gone this far. So I better not change now, which is evidence that it's probably not true. Some of us believe we're too old to start a business or pursue whatever goal we've got in mind, while others believe we're too young and still others are like, well, I'm already sort of halfway in between there. And I, I let's just stay where I am because changing is too hard. The reality, of course, is that age is not a barrier except in the mind. Change is not a barrier except in the mind. I don't have the money. Lack of capital is, of course, a real barrier in the business world, but there are often ways to start a business without much money or to raise the funding for it. So many resources. I don't have the time. Like lack of money, lack of time can be a real challenge and it can also be overcome. If you're using using it as an excuse for not being in action on your business idea, it could be because it's a limiting belief for you and something to look at. So how do you identify your limiting beliefs? Most limiting beliefs are subconscious, so it may take some work to uncover them. But here's here's a strategy that can help you discover your own self-limiting beliefs. It's a real good start. Like I said, we dive in even deeper in the programs that I run or when I work with my clients, but this is going to give you a nice, nice head start. Start with getting a real natural evaluation going, okay? No blame goes in here and you want to give yourself permission to explore here because you want to be able to see what you may have had as a belief in play that was limiting. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the halftime huddle up. So the following information can be used with that. If you did the work from halftime huddle up that, and it's fresh, this is going to dovetail beautifully. And if you haven't listened to halftime huddle up, you might want to. It's, uh, this is episode 60. So I think halftime huddle up was 58, I believe. Take a listen to it. Cause it'll help you get fresh. And this will be a little bit more user-friendly for you, but you can also ask these questions anytime. All right. So what I want you to do is think about your outcomes and goals. What were they? And this can work again with your professional and your personal ones. Here's the ones you want to focus on, the ones you feel you're behind on, haven't started, even though you meant to, ones that are not progressing. You get the picture. We have questions that can help you identify the limiting beliefs so you don't have to get real down on yourself over it and start the cycle of not achieving all over again. So ready, set, get neutral, set your inner critic to the side and let's take a look. You're probably going to want to take some notes here. Okay. These are eight evaluation questions you can ask yourself. And something to be really clear about is that our behaviors and actions or no actions follow whatever belief is in play at the time. So the first thing to look at is, was your outcome goal realistic? And with this one, I don't mean comfortable or reasonable. We decide if it's realistic, whether we know how to do it or not, meaning I believe it's happening beyond reason or even knowing how. An example of an outcome that maybe is not realistic would be something like, I will be 
I will come in first place in a marathon in, in 30 days. And this would be unrealistic if you spend a lot of time not moving your body and have spent no time training prior to that 30 days. Does that make sense? That would be an unrealistic outcome. Okay, so on to the next question. And I'm going to run you through this with, with talking about my podcast to give you some examples. I had starting a podcast as a goal for well over a year. You've heard me say that several times. Was starting a podcast realistic? Absolutely. But I will tell you, in my mind, it wasn't due to some pretty self-limiting beliefs. So number two, if you find that the goal actually is realistic, what had you not meet that outcome or goal? Was it due to external factors or your own behavior actions or maybe a combination of both? So I didn't get started on the podcast. There were a couple things going on. Internally, I thought, yeah, I mean, do I really have enough, you know, information to share? Will people listen to it? I don't, I don't think people are going to listen to it. And the other thing was an external factor. Like I, technology and I were not the best of friends. Okay. There were not. And so you know, I had a belief I wouldn't be able to handle the tech, the technology. And I had a belief that, you know, oof, I don't know. It's I, I, I don't think people will actually listen. So, so I didn't start. I didn't start. As you heard me say, I sat on it for like a mother hen trying to hatch an egg for a year and a half almost. So the next thing is focusing on your own behavior. What would you do differently? So when you look at that, when you look at the external factors or your own behavior and actions, when you look back, what would you do differently? So in the case of the podcast, what I would have done differently is I would have reached out. I would have found resources. I would have reached out to people that I, I know that, you know, have a podcast. I would probably Google um, podcast support groups. I don't know, something like that something like that. I would have, you know, I was clear on why I wanted to do it. I knew what my purpose was, but I would have reached out for help. Instead, I would spend all this time looking up technical, um, how to do the technical stuff. And it became super overwhelming. By the way, that's another thing I would do is I would outsource it is exactly what I did, by the way. Okay. The next one, what stopped you from not doing it at that time? Now, this is where we're getting into the belief, like really getting into the belief. I'm going to tell you what stopped, what stopped me. I, I know exactly what stopped me. It wasn't just like, are they going to listen? I don't know the technology. I don't have time. Like it was, those were some things in there and they were pretty servicey, but really what stopped me was fear. I was scared. I really was scared. So what outcomes were you most afraid of or concerned about? That's the next question to ask yourself. So what outcomes were you most afraid of or concerned about? Two, I was afraid that, um, I think this is where my imposter came in and I was afraid that um, people wouldn't like it. Uh, people would judge me. I was afraid that I wouldn't be good enough to host a podcast I really wanted to interview people. I was afraid that no one would want to come on the podcast. I mean, there's a lot of fear. That's that's really 
those, those were my biggest fears and concerns. The, the concern was the technology. The concern was definitely the technology part. At times, here's the next question. At times when you felt blocked or stuck, what is it that prevented you from taking action? And what rules were in play or the stories you told yourself? Um, when I feel blocked or stuck, I totally um, get real busy. You know, I, I, I get real busy and I don't have time for it. That's the story that I tell myself. And the rule that's in play is um, I've got to do some more research. I've got to learn something more, um, but I'm too busy for it. I'm too busy for it. So the next question to ask is what patterns can you observe? What patterns? Okay, that is for sure a pattern for me is when my belief, when, when I have a belief that it, I'm not going to be enough for something, oh, I can procrastinate. Oh, I can do a ton of research and I can get real busy with all sorts of projects. So let's see. The last question is what beliefs were running the show? This is where you name the belief that really was in play. And the, the, the belief that was in play, you can hear me talk about it, was even beyond fear. It was, I am not enough. I'm not good enough to host a podcast that is really going to create impact in the world. And that's what it was for about a year and a half. And then I did. Uh, actually talk with you. You've heard her on the podcast. You've heard me mention her name, Paige Killian. She was about a month ahead, I believe in hers. And she said, you got to talk to Lindsay, talk to her. And I think we made that happen super quick. And guess what? Launched a podcast in six weeks. Hi, I guess I wasn't too busy for that. But let me tell you, that is what kept me stuck, stuck, stuck. So you can also ask those questions and please feel free to rewind this as much as you want to get into those questions um, and, and write them down because you can ask them right now if you're struggling with anything, a project, a goal, something that intimidates you. I will tell you a podcast, hosting a podcast was super intimidating at the time. Okay. So the other thing I like to recommend for people is write this out so that your brain actually sees you in action versus you just thinking about it and ruminating, write it out. That's why people talk so much about journaling, right? Because it's an activity that has your brain see those thoughts, right? You get to see them, make notes without any judgment or blame. You get to get to some truth too, by the way, when you start to really get it out of your brain and you start, you start to lighten up actually. Um, remember this is simply a fact finding mission. Don't make it anything else. So please no judgment. Just what are the facts? What are the facts you may have heard through my tone? I simply said, I have a, a belief that I'm not enough fill in the blank, right? That's a deep rooted one. It started when I was very young. Hey, um, I know intellectually when I'm up against it, intellectually, I know it's not true, but it doesn't feel untrue when I'm up against it. Okay. So also do some reflection journaling. I can't possibly do X because 
Where X is, is whatever that important goal or outcome is for you. I can't possibly do X because, and write the because is what's getting in the way. Write all the reasons that come to mind as quickly as you can without judging how valid they are. Some of them will probably sound ridiculous or crazy. That's okay. But maybe, and some of those crazy ones will point to the rules you've made up and your self-limiting beliefs. Okay. So just let it rip, let it rip, set the timer. If you want, and just have a brain dump. Once you've identified your limiting beliefs, you're probably going to want to shift them. And again, we work on this a lot in coaching and in the programs that are coming up in lift. Here are six things that can help you move through them right now and keep going. Okay. Number one, begin with understanding the self-limiting beliefs purpose. This may sound strange. These are limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So what purpose could they have? Oftentimes it points right back to being safe in the world. Truly, truly. Self-limiting beliefs have a purpose and a positive intent, even though it doesn't feel like it. And usually that purpose is somehow connected to keeping you safe or protecting you from pain or any other negative outcome you can possibly think of. In the case of limiting beliefs, beliefs, this purpose may be misinformed, but it does exist. And that's why it's so powerful. So for example, you may be blocked from making progress by the belief that you shouldn't do anything unless you can do it perfectly. Do I have perfectionists out there? This is for you. Perfectionism can literally be crippling, but at its core, it's, it's probably protecting you from something. It could be the pain you might feel of, or humiliation that you believe will result if you put less than perfect work out in the world. You guys, there's no such thing as perfect work. There is excellent work. But that's another that's another episode coming up soon. Okay, number 2. Question them. Question those self-limiting beliefs. Once you've identified the purpose of your belief and where it came from, start to question whether it's still true or useful. Get curious about it. In the perfection example, ask yourself what the outcome would be if you did let yourself launch a product, a podcast, or a business that contained some flaws, maybe make some mistakes. You guys hear me. I don't ever get through a podcast episode without jumbling my words at times, right? Is that worse than the outcome of doing nothing? No, no, no. I've got a deep desire of helping people create change in their life. So if I fumble words, okay, so what now what? So think about this. Overall, does your perfectionism lead to more positive or negative results? Okay. Real important question. Go through this process with each of the limiting beliefs you identify. Even if you think you know the answer already, you might come up with something new. And the very process of overtly questioning your limiting beliefs can be helpful in reducing their power. Yes, please. All right. Number three laugh at them. Laugh at them. Humor can be super effective, a super effective unblocking tool. It's hard for something to have power over you when you're laughing at it. 
make jokes out of your limiting beliefs. You hear me do it with the podcast. I've said it on so many episodes. I sat on it hatching like a mother hen hatching an egg for a year and a half. Oh my goodness. And I laugh about that now today. I really do. I really laugh about it. So make jokes out of your limiting beliefs. Take, take them to extremes and come up with absurd scenarios that make you laugh or at least not take yourself and your beliefs so seriously. And I really got that opportunity to do that when I was creating that. So, but again, we'll, we'll dive into that a little deeper, a little later. Number four, formulate new beliefs. To break the power of your old beliefs, you also need to replace them with new ones. So you need to believe in something to make sense of the world and give yourself a solid foundation for navigating it. So for each of the limiting beliefs you've identified, turn it around and formulate a new belief that's more in line with your values and that will support you in achieving those goals and those outcomes. For example, instead of, I always have to do everything perfectly, you could say, I have opportunities to make mistakes and learn that they will contribute to doing what's important to me. Truly, it's a whole other way to think about it. Number five, retrain your brain and make up new rules that enhance you. Although the brain tends to hold on to beliefs, it can also be retrained. Beliefs are basically patterns that the brain has identified. So by feeding it new patterns, you can start to rewire it. There are a lot of techniques you can use here. Some of them could be affirmations, writing or speaking your new beliefs repeatedly at specific times every day. You could use a physical object as an anchor way back in episode five. We talked about it with my son, Brad and I, we talked about the flip it coin um, and how you can take that in your pocket. And it was an anchor. That was an anchor for him. The flip it coin. You can create habits that support the new belief, such as deliberately putting the new belief into practice in small ways every day, small, actionable ways every day. So perfectionists, here's one, make a small intentional mistake if you're battling perfectionism. For example, that is sure to make you uncomfortable. And when we're uncomfortable, that's where we're growing. Number six get inspiration to sustain you in what could be a long and sometimes challenging process. Look for examples to follow, find people in business or other areas of life who embody the beliefs you're working on. Once you've identified people to follow, read books by them, listen to podcasts. Um, if you can meet with them and, 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 and chat with them. That's awesome too. find out how they achieve their success and what they've had, what they had to overcome, find inspirational quotes and images and put them where you'll regularly see them. Truly your brain and your outcomes and your goals will thank you for that. So remember getting to know your self-limiting beliefs can take some time. And you don't have to know them all in one day. Oh my goodness, that would be a lot. Commit to utilizing the strategies of figuring them out and overcoming them and watch what happens in your growth. What you move forward in your career, 
businesses, projects that you've been procrastinating on, it will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. You will no longer be like, if I only would have started that a year and a half ago. Okay. And remember, we get to trust that more is always going to be revealed. So take pause, be kind to yourself, lean into that champion and live fully the best version of yourself. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. And I trust there was some great value for you as you move through your day and take the lead in your life. I really would love to hear what you're creating along the way. So as always, any questions or anything you want to address, send them in and we're going to take them on together. That's what we're here for. Also check out Lyft because we will absolutely bust through so many SLBs there. It's, it will be mind blowing. Registration is open. You can find it on the website at kellyjmobeck.com. Just click that Lyft tab. So you guys, let's keep this party going. Stay connected. I'd be happy to support you in any way I can with you taking the lead in your life. You can find me kellyjmobeck.com, also on Instagram at kellymobeck and our new Facebook group, Impact Growth Community. Have a great week ahead. And you know what? If it is not shaping up the way you want it to, take the lead and create a fantastic one. I'll talk with you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.